0: Hi, I'm Dane Shiner. And I'm J.V. Hampton Van Sant. And welcome to Wannabe Film Buffs.
1: Where we make our way down the IMDb Top 250 Movies. Join us, won't you? <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh at the end, but it did. All right. Hi, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We have a new intro, and I, I said something vaguely sexy at the end, and it's making me laugh, because the concept of me being even remotely flirtatious is fucking hilarious.
0: Three's not a crowd, listeners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's also just because, like... It's not even, like, it's not a concept that, like, makes me uncomfortable for obvious reasons. But, like, (laughs) I'm just, like, I'm a flirty person, but I actively will look at those moments after the fact and be like, Bitch, that was corny. How the fuck dare you deface yourself like that? How dare you? That is awful. But that was fun. So there we are. Um, So... Y'all, we're going to space. <laughs> Yay, space.
2: <Fuck. laughs>
0: Wanna be film buffs
1: in space. Oh my god, I just realized that we should probably do Muppets in Space, actually. <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't seen that. Like, that's the actual reason.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen any Muppet movie.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, this will be fun then. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, we should probably do that one as the third one. Um, I mean, spoiler alert to the listeners um, Spaceballs will be on Monday. um, And I think. Next Monday, Barbarella is I, is just going to happen because I've decided that um, I don't know. Like mainly because it's campy, and I just I want to see what it's about. There's a distinct possibility it's going to be a no because feminism from me. Um, like so, I don't know. I'll watch it like tomorrow, and I'll figure that out. But yeah. Um, and yeah, but on the third one when we get to. Oh god, what was the third one? Return, Return of, 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 the, of Jedi. the Jedi? That's the third? Okay, there we go. Yeah. One and of us is a Star short... Wars fan. One of us isn't. <laughs> Guess who the fuck who... Like, here's the thing, y'all. I don't give a shit about space.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, which is so wild to say. Like, I just... <laughs> I, like, I, I don't know. I watched all of Firefly when I was little, but that was honestly the last time I cared about space. <laughs>
0: Oh, so it's just, it's pent up, like, aggression because Firefly was canceled.
1: Ooh, maybe it's that, actually. (laughs) I don't, though, I don't know, because I came to, I came to that way the fuck after. But I also, like, can't really get with Doctor Who for, like, partially the same reason.
0: I mean, I just don't like Doctor Who because I just, I just can't.
1: (laughs) Fair. It's just,
0: it's just so silly. And just. (laughs) Fair. My God,
1: there's a a place for those things. And it, it, it's, it's good. The only reason I, I enjoyed a full season of that was, uh, David Tennant and, um, Oh God, I forgot what her name was. The girl from secret, uh, from the secret diaries of a call girl. Um, which I don't don't know. know, (laughs) I don't know why I remember, like I remember more about that than I do that Billy Piper. There we go. Um, yeah, like the... I, I watched that season and loved it, but oh, then I okay. was done. But then I was pretty much done. But yeah. I I don't give a shit about space and space movies. They just sort of when they're serious, they just sort of make me like glaze over a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay. And this one, I can unpack trauma that I had around it because oh, no. I I remembered mid movie. <laughs> What the fuck happened in this movie that made me scared and as a as an infant and never go back to this movie?
0: Oh no! I uh, also, uh, just uh, going back to the the space thing, like the only three space mm-hmm. things that I like are Star Wars. Like, cause like, listen, listeners, I grew up with Star Wars. I'm loving what they're doing now. I am a little Star Wars fanboy, and just,
1: uh, just y'all gonna have to deal with it um oh i fully (laughs) enjoyed the most recent three like i Uh... loved the most three but i i don't have a reason for that like i don't (laughs) like it's, it's an anomaly as far as like everything is concerned it is an anomaly i think it's just maybe that because of how well they're filmed i guess maybe
0: i mean also um as that far be as better. space things are concerned This has more fantasy elements To them than other science Fiction like people don't really Consider mm-hmm. Star Wars science Fiction more like science fantasy Space opera
1: Yeah that, which yeah. makes sense And like Yeah cause like uh, we're, Star Trek's not on this list is it No I don't think so Thank god Cause I, ah. <laughs> Like, I truly, if we had gotten to that, it would have been a hard no for me. Yeah. Like, like, I just. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And uh, the other two uh, space things that I like are, um, like, Mass Effect and, like, the Aliens movies. Um, Yeah. Because, like, Mass Effect, like, the brilliant story and characters just, like, absolutely steal your fucking heart. And, like, the space stuff is not, like, super depressing, post-apocalyptic, humans are terrible, we're destroying the world. It's very yeah, optimistic, right. like
1: Star Trek. Hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I do have, like, uh, I don't know if it's simply because, oh, God, who is in the, the Aliens movies? Um, the Sigourney song. Weaver. Thank you. Um, Maybe it's just simply that I love her a little bit and I cannot explain why because I've like barely seen her in anything, but like the (laughs) things that I have, like I know that I love her as a, as an actor. I don't know why though. Got no good reason for it. There are several things like that that just sort of exist in my life. And when we get to space balls, you'll, you will, we'll unpack that, I guess. But for now, Let's uh, dive into epi- episode four. I just had to <laughs> translate Roman numerals for a quick second. Oh, yes.
0: Oh, uh, Star Wars, A New Hope, yes. Uh, released in 1977, uh, written and directed by George Lucas. Hmm. And it shows. Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs>
1: Dragged... <laughs> drag okay, him. like
0: i i love star wars i will recognize when it is bad i will this and it is most of the time
1: spoiler alert <laughs> y'all this movie is poorly written and i i cannot understand why it's poorly like it didn't need to be <laughs> like,
0: no it didn't it were... did not need to be uh george lucas is an ideas guy
1: Yes. And yes yes and the... there is good places for those people to be because the concept is there and interesting but then like oh god and then, then they the start version talking that I... huh then they start talking exactly <laughs> and then, like the version i watched had like weird cgi that they added in after the fact which just like threw me the fuck off like oh yeah to randomly see jabba the hut looking like looking like looking like a big alien slug ass motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. Giant sea slug looking ass bitch. Yeah, And um, and
0: it really shows uh, uh, Lucas's (laughs) abysmal writing and directing in the Star Wars prequels because like the music, the cinematography, the special effects are all phenomenal even the acting like the non-verbal acting is actually incredible mm-hmm. I but remember every single third. time every single time these characters
1: open their mouths it is god-awful <laughs> yeah and like the the dubbing was bad like you like i <sighs> some people were so clearly dubbed over that i'm like why the fuck did y'all do this. Like why? Why? Like just reshoot the fucking movie. I mean, you can't now, but like <laughs> fuck. Like I mean, god damn it. Like uh have some pride in your fucking work. Jesus. <laughs> Dragged. Um anyway.
0: Yes, uh, a new hope. It's uh number 25 on our top 250. The actual movie we got to on our list is The Empire Strikes Back, which is such a better movie? <laughs> oh my god!
1: <laughs> I'm more excited when we get to those because I like yeah. don't remember what happened in those ones.
0: Oh yeah, um, Empire Strikes Back is often regarded as the best one, mm. meaning the one Fair with enough. the one with the good script.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I just. Uh... Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we like it for the
0: world, not the quality. Um, <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. Oh, yeah. And uh, it won six Oscars.
1: <laughs> which this one? One Oscar. I, it won six me? and was nominated
0: for another four.
1: <laughs> well, fuck this. I give yeah. up. <laughs> so uh, Star Wars uh,
0: was uh, won six Oscars for uh, Oscars, Oscars, um, (laughs) for uh, art direction and set design. Um, that one I get because like all of the props and like the setting and everything was really cool. And all of like, well, the design of it was great. Um, I get that one. I get that one a lot. Um, costume design. I get a little less. Because, mm. let me tell you, Luke Skywalker's costume is what I wore to karate in middle
1: school. That? Uh, first of all.
0: His top is a karate <laughs> gi.
1: I'm crying. I can't. I don't know
0: That is what so that is. No, scratch that. Scratch that. Elementary school <laughs> is when I did that. And I remember, it is legit a karate gi.
1: Oh, my God.
0: This movie did not have much of a budget.
1: (laughs) No, it did not. No, it did not. But it made fucking do. (laughs) Oh, also, I would like to just sort of like, for a quick second, hold on one moment. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, figure out if the thing that I think is true is actually true. No, it's not. Never mind. Fuck it. Ignore me. Um.
0: <laughs> okay. Continue um, along. Alright, so, um, this, this Oscar win, I get a lot. Best sound. Because Ah, uh, yeah. Holy fuck, like, the, I was looking at the trivia, like, what they had to do to create the sound of a lightsaber was, like, mm. Feedback on a microphone while rubbing it against another object at a certain I don't know, um but it like yeah, just like
1: the, feels so extra, I mean, like they didn't have computers, I mean fair, I know, <laughs> no, I understand it's just one of those like fuck that feels like a lot of work, <laughs> which is like I know that that's like understatement of the century. But- <laughs>
0: The first movie of its kind.
1: (laughs) It was a lot of work. I, I'm. Listen, I never said that I was an intelligent person. When well, it hold, hold on.
0: In. I saw yourself sure there, JV. You are a
1: intelligent. Well, also, that is a full ass lie. I have said what? numerous times on here that I'm a smart human. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually. That Hence the joke. Um, hence the joke. No, I very specifically said I am a smart person. However, this. Like I, ugh, I don't. Sound is a thing that I, despite working with sound frequently, I don't fully understand. And I don't like. I don't know. So the concept yeah. of even having to build a sound like that is foreign to me. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That's all um, I've got for let's that. See, what we got here.
0: Uh, best film editing.
1: Um, all right. No. Sure. Um like I I want to say yes but also <laughs> no. Um mainly because we've seen films that were made earlier than this that were like edited better. Like True. in the timeline of movies.
0: Cuz like Spielberg did Jaws before this.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So they had the editing capabilities to do better, and they didn't. So. <laughs> Hence, why I just—I don't know—I don't really have it.
0: Uh, <laughs> so, well, um, best visual effects. Um, in—I mm. mean, like this was <laughs> the first movie of its kind. This was like the Lord of the Rings of that time. So, like in hindsight. Yeah, I get that. I got the Oscar for best visual effects. It's just hilarious to think about now.
1: <laughs> They're just so like, uh, uh, I want to be able to just give it to them, but I don't know that I can. Like, I don't know that I can. Like it, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't. I wasn't pleased necessarily. Okay. Yeah, I don't have a good justification for any of my thoughts and opinions on this. I'm gonna be completely honest with y'all. Like, it's because Firefly know. was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I like. There's. Uh, I. There were certain effects that I was like, "Ooh, that's cool," but then I was also like, "Eh, was it though?" <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, things that I find cool are, like, any times where you had to see, like, a ship that is a large ship, and it is moving. Okay. Like, uh, and it is moving around, like, and that's done well. Sure. Which there are a few of those, and I like those. That's mm-hmm. That, I give it those, but, like, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, this one I get the fuck out of too. Um, best score, um, yes. All right. This this score is incredible. I have basically memorized all of the melodies of this John Williams score, and also most of the other Star Wars movies because holy shit, I love this score
1: so Man. much. It is like, oh, this I will give it <laughs> yeah. for sure. There was zero question that I was going to give it this. This mm-hmm. specifically, it gets this. Just misses a lot of others for me, but it gets this. One. <laughs> it
0: also has a, spe- a special achievement award. Um, yeah, it had that. Sure. Yeah, and it was nominated for another four. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Oh my. Uh, It was nominated for Best Picture.
1: Mm, What else was this year? Because, like, I don't...
0: (laughs) Um, This year... Well, it was won by Annie Hall.
1: Ooh. I hear that's a classic, but I don't remember it. Let me look it up.
0: Yeah. uh, Three out of the four were won by Annie Hall that they were nominated for. So, I'm imagining Um, it was a good one.
1: (laughs) Woody Allen and Diane Keaton. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah, then, oh, oh boy, this, this one's funny to me. This one's very funny. Uh, Cause Alec Guinness was <laughs> nominated for best supporting actor. <laughs> oh, which I think is hilarious because he thought like everyone else that this movie was going to be terrible and do terrible.
1: <laughs> oh, fully. Oh, fully. And it makes sense that he would have thought that.
0: Yeah. Like Sir oh. Alec
1: Guinness. <laughs> Okay, this one got it Annie Hall got an 8.0, so I and I don't know if that means we're eventually going to have to watch this.
0: Um, it's a possibility.
1: I I just hold on. I'm trying to see if it's on the list. Sure. Um if you like, go
0: down to the uh actual film profile page, it should say what number it is. On the film profile page. Yeah, so if you look up Annie Hall, then that's like
1: the thing. It should be
0: down where the like their Oscar noms and wins are.
1: The Oscar noms are. Okay. Hold on.
0: If it's on there. If, if it doesn't say anything, then it's not
1: on there. Uh well, I see Metascore, popularity, uh, one Oscars. seem should I click See more awards for this? To figure it out? Or
0: um, doesn't
1: it, this doesn't it's... matter. <laughs> this is actually quite pointless. Um <laughs> it's fine. Let us keep going. This is not important. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: let's see here. Uh scroll cuz this shit scrolled down for some reason. Uh let's see. Um the award um nominated by Alec Guinness was won by Jason Robards in Julia. Um let's see. I don't know anything about that movie whatsoever, so I cannot say a thing. <laughs> Hence this hmm. podcast. Um <clears throat> So uh it was also nominated. This one's hilarious for best director. <laughs>
1: it d- no, <laughs> it was like, no, no, it doesn't get that. That's just that's bullshit. It don't get that shit. <laughs> it not deserve that shit. Hell no. Anyway, that's all. That's all I have. Um, I mean, like
0: I guess because this incorporates to my rating on directing um Mm -hmm. george lucas was behind a lot of like the methods uh to make this movie which were like not done at the time so like i guess for that reason it can have
1: that but wasn't he just like genuinely when working with the actors a bad director yes (laughs) at that point i'm like listen (laughs) if the actual actors are like he was an asshole and i don't like working with him i will at that point just have to take it but like no no he's probably just a dick i don't think he was a a dick at that point i don't think he was a dick
0: i think it was just that he had no idea what to do with people
1: fair fair and like like he uh, was a
0: film nerd he doesn't know how to work with people
1: Yeah, that's true. And ultimately it just, it's not, uh, whatever.
0: And, oh, this one's funny because it was nominated for best original screenplay. (laughs) Wow. This one, it does not deserve because holy crap, this script is terrible. Like even in an interview with Mark Hamill, he, Mm -hmm. he passed the script around to his friend saying, Hey, look at this. This is terrible. (laughs) Like, they didn't like it. Yeah. (laughs) And then it became the first ever movie to make over $300 million.
1: (laughs) Well. Yep. Well, goddamn. I mean, okay. So, like, darling, darling listeners, (laughs) I need to tell you a thing that happened earlier. Ooh, fuck, I forgot the Princess Bride is on this list. Yes! Anyway. Um, classic me getting distracted by everything. Um, so, I went to the dear old IMDb. Oh, no. And I went to the synopsis page. And after scrolling for two and a half minutes, I went back to the top, selected... And just held that down. (laughs) And then right-clicked. And I went over to my friend Google Drive. Oh, no. And I opened up a document. And I clicked paste in that document. Bitch, it was 11 pages long. (laughs) (laughs) Was the Inception one
0: even that long?
1: (laughs) No, it wasn't. I... I fully... I know I, this was bullshit and it was so bad. And I just, I'm glad I deleted it. I don't want it. We're not doing that. If it is 11 fucking pages, as far as a synopsis goes, we will find a different thing to do. Thank you, In Spark fact, <laughs> for this one, we found Sparknos, which. It, only went to six pages, which is considerably easier to do and actually won't take that much time, y'all. Don't worry. Um, And also because Sparknotes is written in such a way that like, it is easier to understand what's happening, or at least it's supposed to be. So today's synopsis is coming to you from Sparknotes, as will next week's and the weeks after, because I did look ahead and both of those were also too fucking long and I'm not doing it. So, spark notes for all three. Because it will cover everything effectively without going into way too much unnecessary detail because it was written by somebody who gave too much of a shit and watched like the leaves move in the background of one scene. Oh no. And thought it was noteworthy. <laughs> so, are we ready to dive into the synopsis here. Well this also means that individually we will be talking for longer. Yes. Yeah, because the paragraph shifts a little bit less. Um, but yeah. Ready? Yes, indeed. Fabulous. So, beginning with that title sequence, I'm more pointing that out just because it's a fun title sequence um, and classic and mm-hmm. just, you know, a classic, which I think is important to acknowledge. Far off in a distant galaxy, a starship belonging to Princess Leia, a young member of the Imperial Senate, is intercepted in the course of a secret mission by a massive Imperial star destroyer. An Imperial boarding party blasts its way onto the captured vessel, and after a fierce firefight, the crew of Leia's ship is subdued the dark, forbidding figure of Darth Vader appears, brutally interrogating the crew and ordering his stormtroopers to search the ship for the secret documents he believes it will be carrying, the technical readout for the Empire's mightiest weapon, a planet-sized battle station called the Death Star. woo <clears throat> In the confusion... Princess Leia slips away and hides the secret documents as well as a recorded plea for help in the memory of R2-D2, a maintenance droid. Which, let me tell y'all, briefly departing from this, it took me fucking forever to realize what the point of R2-D2 was, like what his created purpose was. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know why that took me so long to realize, like, oh, he's for maintenance. Got it. That shouldn't have taken me that long. He is legitimately shaped like a trash can. I should have figured that out. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why I didn't figure it out. Uh. Also, um, R2-D2 is iconic, but anyway. Oh, um, wonderful. An icon! Also, so is... Uh, BB-8, but whatever, we'll leave that alone Um, C-3PO's
0: a queer icon now
1: Oh, very much so God, (laughs) yes Oh my god, yes Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, I don't know why C-3PO Loki had a bubble butt in most of this Like, it was a little weird (laughs) It was a little weird and unnecessary But, like, it came up in a bunch of shots, and I was like, I don't Like, I, this isn't I'm not being weird, it's just that it's literally in the camera's line of sight and i'm noticing it because he's standing to the side and it curves in such a way that like makes it seem like they shaped it like that on purpose and i was just confused ha. <laughs> like i don't know anyway um leia is taken prisoner uh but r2 gets away in an escape pod along with his best friend because robots have best friends anyway that's fine um <laughs> The protocol droid C-3PO. Oh, protocol droid. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a wild thing to need somebody for. Just, bitch, I don't remember the pro... I don't remember what the protocol is. A. Hey, a robot. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs>
0: protocol droids are mainly used for, like, assisting in diplomacy stuff. Totally. Just Which makes perfect sense. Because he is fluent in over 600 forms of
1: communication. Six yes, which makes perfect sense and is actually genuinely useful. Yes. I'm not arguing that he is, an, he is not a useful thing. It's just funny to me because I, it's actually more funny because I think about that now and I'm like, how much easier would my life be if I actually did have a protocol to write? <laughs> Like that specifically just monitored my social media.
0: Oh my god. Imagine C3PO monitoring uh, social
1: media. Oh my god. Honestly, that just reminds me of like <laughs> So there was this one time I had a bizarre nightmare that like I had that Clippy was just like a real thing. Oh god. That kept popping up anytime I like tried to say anything. Like right. so, I would try to say something, like verbally say something, and Clippy would pop up and be like, "Do you really have something to say right now?" Oh my god! And then, and it's horrible because it was like a human-sized like paperclip with eyes. <laughs> anyway, my nightmares are a bad place to be. I hope you guys never wind up in any of them. Anyway, after crash landing on a planet below. Oh, sorry, on the planet below, a barren desert world called Tatooine. Um, the droids set off in search of civilization, but soon quarrel over which way to go. R2 insists that he has a mission to perform, but C-3PO wants no part of such an adventure. And I also feel like it's important to point out that out of the two of them, only C-3PO can speak. so (laughs) the writing of this is that you are having to write a one-sided conversation yep that hints at what the other person is saying and doesn't sound weird (laughs) which I think they managed to do yeah which is actually like that's pretty good because that is a difficult thing to do I have always sucked at like attempting to write like a phone call oh where like you can't hear the other person. Also I hate recording those two. Those are like like buck wildly awful. Like I ugh, I hate it. Anyway. <sighs> yeah. So that's that. All
0: right. The two droids go their separate ways but are soon reunited when they are both captured by Jawas. Child-sized scavengers who take in droids and technological scraps.
1: They are so cute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, the Jawas sell the droids to Owen Lars, a moisture farmer on a remote homestead. Owen's nephew, young Luke Skywalker, cleans the droids, and as he does so, stumbles upon stumbles across a bit of the message Princess Leia had hidden inside R2. The holographic message is addressed to Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke, fascinated by the beautiful princess, wonders if she means Ben Kenobi, a mysterious hermit who lives out in the desert wilds. r however, refuses to divulge any more of the message. When Luke asks his uncle about the identity of Obi-Wan, Owen is reluctant to even discuss the subject, but he does drop one tantalizing hint. Obi-Wan was a friend of Luke's father, whom Luke never knew. Luke mentions his desire to leave home to attend the Imperial Academy for Star Pilots. Fun fact, Luke Skywalker almost joined the Empire. Uh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) But Uncle Owen is discouraging, much to Luke's frustration. When Luke's Aunt Beru reminds Owen that Luke is too much like his father to stay on the farm, Owen replies that that is just what he's
1: afraid of. And, like, low-key fair. But also... yeah. Can I just say again, another writing moment Okay, um, where it's very clear that they did not think this part through Mm -hmm. um, and they really didn't think about the fact that there might be a sequel because I don't think they thought there would be Um, that little bit where he's like, she's so beautiful.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They they didn't realize at the point that Mm -hmm. they were going to write a
1: sequel. Spoiler alert for the people. This movie is from the '80s, so I really don't think that like (laughs) who does this is one of the exactly like if I know this and don't give a shit about movies that occur in space, um, (laughs) like they are siblings, which makes his weird like and this comes up more than once, and honestly should actually be just a general note to most screenwriters. Hey. You don't need to include these things because they're fucking creepy. <laughs> um, like they it came across as creepy even without knowing that this like was his like that this was his sister. Oh, just like wait it would till have empire. been creepy. <laughs> just like little oh, yeah. empire. Ugh. <laughs> it's just very, very weird. Hmm. Anyway. Alright. So now. Scrolling to the part that I was actually at. Okay, cool. During the night, R2-D2 slips away, intent on finding Obi-Wan and completing his mission. Luke sets out in search of the truant droid the next morning, taking C-3PO with him. They soon find R2, but are waylaid by sand people, which... um, I need to tell y'all that for the briefest of seconds, I thought I was going to have to mark this as a thing that didn't pass the racial slur test because sand people occurred in my brain as something very different than what it actually wound up being. Thankfully, we didn't have to deal with this. However, this is getting remarkably close, remarkably close to an actual slur for Um, people of Arabic descent. So just wanted to generally point that out because it was a small piece of concern and actually, actually a little bit more, more of a larger piece of concern with this full scene for the exact words I'm about to say. Um, Waylaid by sand people, barbaric tribal creatures who attack anyone trespassing on their domain, AKA again, a weird thing that could be seen as a metaphor for a particular group of people and a fucked up one at that. So just wanted to point that out because I did notice that. And it was a moment that sort of struck me and I felt very weird about it. Anyway, Luke is knocked unconscious, but is saved by the timely appearance of old Ben Kenobi who frightens off the sand people and brings the group back to his humble shelter. There, Ben explains that he was called Obi-Wan back in the days when he was a Jedi Knight, one of an ancient order of warriors who fought for peace and justice um, in the time of the Old Republic, before the coming of the evil Galactic Empire. Further, he informs Luke that Luke's father was also a Jedi, one of Ben's closest friends and that his father was killed by Darth Vader, a former people of Ben's who turned to the dark side of the Force. The Force, Ben explains, is the source of a Jedi's power. It is an energy field created and sustained by life itself, and it flows through the universe, binding it together. Okay, just generally speaking, um whatever never mind i'm not going to go there but oh it was my. just a general thing of like so whatever it's fine it's fine it's fine just sounds like telekinesis to me bro but fine anyway um through training a jedi is able to tap into the force and gain great power and wisdom but as example as the example of vader shows there is a say du- a seductive and evil path to the force as well.
0: Ben gives Luke his father's lightsaber, the traditional weapon of a Jedi, which I have a replica of after viewing the entirety of Leia's message. Ben says that he intends to join up with the rebel Alliance, challenging the empire and to bring them the plans hidden in r 2s memory. He urges Luke to join him and learn the ways of the force but Luke, echoing his uncle, is reluctant to get involved. Meanwhile, Princess Leia has been taken into captivity on the Death Star. There, Leia is repeatedly interrogated by Darth Vader about the whereabouts of the hidden rebel base, but she stoutly refuses to crack. When Vader is insolently challenged by the Death Star's commander, he demonstrates his mastery of the Force by choking the officer into submission merely by raising his finger until he is restrained by Grand Moff Tarkin, the Imperial governor. Back on Tatooine, Luke and Ben discover that the Jawas have been slaughtered by Imperial troops tracing the droids. Hmm. Fearing for his aunt and uncle, Luke races home, only to find him, them murdered and the farm in flames. Which, With nothing left to hold him on Tatooine, Luke resolves to join Ben and to become a Jedi.
1: And listeners, we have reached the part that gave me massive childhood trauma. Oh. So, um, <laughs> the fact that the Jawas had been slaughtered was honestly bad enough because they were basically tiny teddy bear looking ass creatures, which meant that basically I had to be like, oh no, oh no, all the teddy bears died. And then they have the fucking audacity to show two corpses. <laughs> Two burning corpses. <laughs> I was four when I first saw this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> so my dislike of movies about space might also have something to do with seeing burned bodies in a movie about space oh. when I was a tiny child. Oh, no. So anyway. Anyway in case we are wondering where like which is also funny now because i i couldn't give less of a shit like i could not give less of a shit about seeing a dead body now like i really couldn't care but like it's just like in this context even though they obviously looked fake as hell like because they like for sure were because it would have been illegal if they weren't though granted i would actually love if that was in fact the case just because it would be like one of those very darkly interesting things but i'm also very glad that that's not actually the case anyway um but that was like just a weird thing and i feel like the age limit with this was maybe don't watch it when you're four (laughs)
2: no
1: maybe watch it when you like have a concept of what death is so yeah. this isn't the first time that you sort of figure that the fuck out <laughs> like maybe that's the maybe that's a good idea i don't know having to explain to your child what death is after they've just seen burnt dead bodies is not a thing i would want to do as a parent huh <laughs> <sighs> Sound off in the comments if you wouldn't mind doing so. Anyway, <laughs> um, with the droids in tow, Ben and Luke journey to uh, what was the name of this place again? Moss Isley. Moss Isley, thank you. Uh, spaceport in search of a ship to take them to Alderaan, the princess's home planet. Uh, the Moss Isley Cantina where the best pilots are found or are to be found is a rough place and Ben is forced to act with deadly swiftness in uh to defend Luke from a couple of toughs which is just a weird way to put that <laughs> um a couple of toughs sure because tough isn't whatever that's hmm. fine um anyway nevertheless uh the pair managed manages to hire han solo a brass smuggler and his co-pilot the Wookiee uh chewbacca the the one that everybody knows and and is very familiar to everybody so yes. there we go anyway and it's beloved by millions um I love including it. myself like fully yes. like i can't anyway that's yeah um to take them to Alderaan without attracting attention from the Empire. After the deal is struck, Han Solo is cornered by Greedo. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized his name was Greedo. Yep. <laughs> that is the worst name for a lackey. Get it's it? It's too obvious. Because he's greedy. <laughs>
0: Get
1: it, JB? <laughs> yeah. Listen, remember how we just talked about this at Inception? How, like, was... <laughs> this is why the fuck I'm talking about that. Because, like, sometimes you wind up with shit like this, which is too goddamn obvious and kind of bullshit. <laughs> so, in the hands of a good writer, sure. That naming type thing, totally fine. However, this is horseshit and was a bad idea but okay fine but I would have rather named him Steve but whatever anyway S- Steve, Steve is not an alien
0: name though
1: <laughs> it, it might as well be shit like, <laughs> yes Steve I was just about <laughs> quartered by oh, oh cause Luke is really cause Luke is really a great a great name for like a great name for somebody who's never been to earth <laughs> I'm supposed to believe that Ben's and Luke's just sort of exist in space, girl. No,
2: oh, <laughs> that's not yeah. how that
1: works. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that just broke me. <laughs> it just broke my, my spirit. Anyway, um, uh, yep, quartered by Greedo, <laughs> a lackey of Jabba the Hut, the AKA. <laughs> A.K.A. Uh, the uh, giant sea slug-looking ass bitch. Anyway. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and a gangster angry at Solo for dumping one of his shipments. Solo blasts his way out of the confrontation, but is forced to talk his way past Jabba himself when he returns to the hangar where his ship the ugly but fast Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Je- Ooh, excuse you? Anyway, I, love it, I love how that was
0: a running joke throughout literally every iteration of Star Wars that the Millennium Falcon is hideous.
1: <laughs> that is so funny to me. <laughs> um, is docked. Solo and Chewbacca are surprised when Imperial troops appear and start firing on the ship in an attempt to reclaim the droids. And... The Falcon barely makes it off of Tatooine um, and into the and into hyperspace. On the way to Alderaan, it was the hyperspace bit that I thought was like interesting, edit, interesting visual editing, but yeah. also not simultaneously <laughs> okay because it was lines.
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, every, when we're
0: driving in snowy weather, that is what I think of that's true that's true and props props for associating normal everyday shit with a movie that was made what 40 years ago (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: real that's real i get it i get it oh man (laughs) i don't know why i'm just like i'm still broken by (laughs) the oh god i'm still broken by this movie but anyway it's fine (laughs)
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm there like, oh boy, can't wait. Uh, I wait. My I god, really figured it out. <laughs> uh, on the Death Star, I, I literally like, scrolled down so it was like the first little bit, but I'm still just staring at it, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. On the Death <laughs> Next Star, I'll we'll highlight it so we know. <laughs> on the Death Star, meanwhile. Uh, Tarkin has decided to break Leia by threatening her home planet Alderaan with destruction. Faced with this appalling dilemma, Leia reveals the location of the hidden base, only to have Tarkin proceed with the attack on Alderaan, merely to demonstrate the power of the Death Star. Aboard the Millennium Falcon, Ben is stricken, feeling the death of Alderaan as a massive tremor in the Force, Luke trains with his lightsaber even as Han scoffs at Ben's trust in the Force. Ben replies by having Luke fight blind against a floating target and Luke is able to defend himself by sensing the remote with his feelings alone, thereby taking his first steps as Ben says into a larger world. The ship well, exits. <laughs> <laughs> the ship exits hyperspace where Alderon should be only to find the planet missing in an asteroid field in its place. Ben realizes the horrible truth when they catch sight of the nearby Death Star and the Millennium Falcon is quickly captured. The group manages to hide from the guards in Han's smuggling compartments, but Vader senses the presence of his old master, Obi-Wan.
1: Oh, boy. (laughs) It's just funny because of the, like, very specific like this is funny to me because of the because of space balls more than anything else like actually (laughs) these parts are now funny to me because of that granted that bit with like the the editing also behind like blowing up a planet was also pretty good Mm -hmm. like I will give them that actually that was actually pretty goddamn decent because I mean blowing up a planet come on now that's complicated Mm -hmm. complicated visual effects go into that um The ship is unable to escape the Death Star as long as the station's tractor beam is operational, so Ben goes off alone to deactivate it. In his absence, the others learn that Princess Leia is aboard the station, and Luke convinces them to attempt a rescue. Han and Luke disguise themselves as stormtroopers, and with the droids plugged into... The station's computers uh, break Leia out of her cell. Unfortunately, their activities are soon discovered, and the rescue takes a detour through a massive, monster-infested um, garbage compactor and several corridors. Uh, sorry, and several corridors and pitfalls swarming with Imperial troops. Leia is unimpressed with her rescuer's planning and soon begins to issue the orders much to Han's chagrin because sometimes you just need a woman in command because (laughs) everybody else is just sort of around their bullshit. Um, So I fully stand by her assertions and I think she was right. Anyway, as the group fights its way back to the Falcon, Ben stealthily deactivates the tractor beam. On his way to the ship, Ben is confronted by Darth Vader, who is eager to face his old master. Uh, Vader and Ben duel with lightsabers, and the fight draws the attention of the guards. Realizing he is trapped and not wanting to endanger his friends, Ben allows Vader to strike him down, only to disappear before Vader's stroke hits, merging his consciousness with the Force, Luke is horrified and lashes out, but the others force him onto the Falcon uh, to, and they and make their escape. And they make their escape. Sorry, it was written weird. Anyway. Typo. Wow, a typo on Sparknotes. Jesus. Wow.
0: <laughs> the fleeing ship is pursued by Imperial fighters but finally escapes, though Leia is convinced they are being tracked, and as indeed they are. The group travel... The group travels to the rebel base with the Death Star right behind. A quick scan of the blueprints provided by R2 offers one slim chance. The Death Star has an Achilles heel. A direct hit on a small, easily overlooked thermal port will destroy the station if only a fighter can get close enough to target it. Luke
1: signs (laughs) up... Can I just... (laughs) yeah can I just point out real quick, <laughs> okay. How the fuck did they build something that stupid? Uh, <laughs> like i that's... I don't understand that is so dumb. That is the dumbest thing I have ever fucking heard. so an easily overlooked thermal port that can destroy the entire fucking station what uh yeah, <laughs> you leave that on the outside. Um, that was
0: very deftly covered up in Star Wars Rogue One, Mm. which, holy fuck, that movie is incredible. Um, Mm. (laughs) Holy shit, have you seen it?
1: No, I haven't. Oh. Oh, I only watched the main three um, that came out recently. I didn't watch the ones in between. Oh. I just, I didn't have it in me, really. Like, it just wasn't. I don't know. I I think maybe for one of these movie
0: Mondays, we should watch Rogue One because that is just genuinely a fantastic film.
1: God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) We're watching Muppets in Space first. (laughs) Okay, so. You know what? How about this? Fuck Barbarella. Uh, we'll watch that separately, just because, just for shits and giggles, because I'm sure it's going to be funny. Okay. Um. So, and, but we'll do Rogue One and um oh, fuck and uh. You. Okay. Fine. Fine. Yes! But Muppets, Muppets in Space is coming first. I feel so dumb for saying that. Um, so, but it's coming. First okay. Because it's funny. Damn it.
2: <laughs> All right. Oh fuck.
1: Okay. Um where yeah, okay. So it was uh right. You're at Luke signs up for the thing. Hmm?
0: Oh yeah, that is that is me. Okay. Yep. (laughs) Buddy. (laughs) Luke signs up for the desperate assault. We need to highlight these, (laughs) JB.
1: Yes, oh we will yes we do. I will highlight these next time. <laughs> but
0: he is disappointed that Han, having received his payment, plans to leave immediately. Watched anxiously by the rebel command, the fleet of small single pilot fighters speeds toward the massive impregnable Death Star.
1: As the state um, <laughs> <laughs> Impregnable, huh? We just mentioned that it has a thermal port. That can destroy the station. That is not impregnable. That has insemination. Uh... <laughs> no.
2: God damn
1: it. I didn't expect to laugh this much on this episode. Let me tell you. I thought that was coming in the next one. Um, oh, man. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway it's just uh, funny because impregnable simply means like you cannot enter the thing and yeah. they just found a point at which they can enter and that was sort of the point of the attack so I'm just like calling uh, that I feel like might go to being a bad writer <laughs> yeah yeah if
0: anyway if it took a time to write a movie to explain that whole bit um yeah <laughs> Hmm. yeah <laughs> As the station slowly moves into position to obliterate the rebels, the pilots maneuver down a narrow trench along the station's equator where the thermal port lies hidden. (laughs) Darth Vader leads the counterattack itself (laughs) and destroys many of the rebels, including Luke's boyhood friend, Biggs, in ship-to-ship combat. Finally, it is up to Luke himself to make a run at the target, and he is saved from Vader at the last minute by Han Solo, who returns in the nick of time and and sends Vader spinning away from the station. Heeding Ben's disembodied voice, Luke switches off his computer and uses the Force to guide his aim. Against all odds, Luke succeeds and destroys the Death Star. Inseminates the Death
1: Star. Dealing (laughs) No, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's pregnant. I can't. Anyway, Luke I'm succeeds and knocks
0: up the Death Star. Uh, oh God! Luke succeeds. In, oh boy, uh, dealing a major defeat to the Empire and setting himself on the path to becoming a Jedi Knight.
1: Yep. Okay so that's the that's the end of that synopsis there, which thank God, because that is so much shorter, yeah, oh, that went a lot smoother too, actually, wildly, um, but like okay, oh fucking k <laughs> um <laughs> that whole last bit where we were like it felt so uh, like writing wise it felt shoehorned and i i just i i have i have a problem with it i i can't i can't not have a problem with how that went um i don't really have a lot of pros for this um i i wish there wasn't you know what here's a thing that is definitely a con and i feel like it needs to be addressed When somebody blows up your home planet, you actually do have to cry real tears. (laughs) Like, that's just a rule. Like, I'm sorry. I don't make these rules, but that is a goddamn rule. You don't blow up the, like, planet where your possible parents are and nobody cries. Like, that's bullshit, and I will never buy that. Ugh. God, that just bugged me. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, that's all I've got. I don't want to. I don't want to dive in too deep on that. But like, oh uh, man.
0: So uh, you want to list your pros and
1: cons? Oh, that was my. That was it. Oh, that was, that was it. That it. was. That was. Yeah. It. Do you have? Mainly because I. No. No. Oh I don't. no! <laughs> no. I was. I. I was bored. I'm sorry. Like, this was... I was bored because this, I knew, wasn't my thing. But, like, I did try. I gave it, like, a good, decent effort. And it sort of was, again, when I realized, oh, this is where that piece of childhood trauma comes from me. Um, There was that and then the bad acting up until that point. And I just... I gave up. It was just not... Like, I... I didn't find anything super enjoyable. There's a lot of toxic masculinity involved in Han solo that I just can't really get on board with. I did like and I wish I had a little bit of joy towards the banter between um Leia and um and Han, and I just didn't. I I don't have it, and I think it's because it's poorly written in this.
0: True. So uh my pros, uh first off is uh the soundtrack. Uh holy shit. My fucking god! Like this mm-hmm. and Lord of the Rings, like two favorite uh, film scores of all time, just cannot be beat. Um, mm-hmm. also just in general, like the Star Wars mythos and the galaxy is just a general favorite of mine. Um, it's like the one time where like when they like retroactively change things, they kind of get better. J.K. Rowling, Did- looking at you. Did- um, <laughs> did, did, did they? I I like, mean, like, when they're adding to the mythos and stuff, yeah. Like, the Old Republic uh, stuff was added way after. The Star Wars novels, all of the extended canon, way
1: after. Ah, uh, fair. Okay. I. The only thing that I was remembering was, like, there's a very large description of the Force here, and then I recall around 2001 um suddenly and the only reason i remember this is because of a weird a weird Al song um <laughs> that suddenly the force was explained by like tiny particles um i'm not ref, oh boy midichlorians i believe is what they were yeah i, I should explain
0: beyond the movies
1: fabulous okay thank yes. you that's sort of an important clarification yes beyond the movie we are because, a movie podcast
0: yes beyond <laughs> the movies the extension of the lore is wonderful fabulous <laughs> like the clone wars and rebels tv shows holy shit they're fucking great um the star wars tabletop rpg that fantasy flight games made holy shit that is a good fucking time um mm. wow it's it's good it's fucking golden and, uh, con
1: the acting,
0: not the act. well, the acting, I'll get to that later. Uh, the, the writing,
1: uh, just Jesus Christ. <laughs> mm-hmm. The writing and direction. I just don't yeah. have it. Like, I, j- I uh-uh. Uh-uh. But you're right, I would give it soundtrack. That does make sense. And speaking I, of I that. I totally do give that, yes. Do you want to do our final ratings? Why, yes. Yes, indeedy. I would love to. So, uh. One, the plot <laughs> girl <laughs> no it didn't engage me so that's a that's a pass for me
0: uh for me I, I gave it a star I like the uh, classic good versus evil sort of thing
1: yeah I like it uh, if it was if it had better writing I would have enjoyed it more but like cause it is you're right it is a classic but like it just it it wasn't done in such a way that was engaging so the plot didn't, like, follow through with me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, classic hero's journey but also, like, it just it didn't like, classic beginning of a hero's journey within a trilogy. Yeah. And it just, like, but for some reason it was done in such a way that, like, didn't I don't know, I feel like it has a lot to do with, like nobody seeming to believe in this movie. (laughs) And just then not putting effort in. Uh, They they started putting effort in on the second one. Yeah. Miracle Uh, got a second one, honestly, if that's how they're handling it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Hmm.
0: I mean, it it did so fucking well, so yeah. (laughs) Sure. So, um, number two, pacing.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: This, uh, this gets a point five for me for like a half a star for me. Cause like, I mean, I, I don't need to rewatch this movie to know what happens. I have it fucking memorized. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I know the beats of the story. So it doesn't really, it never really dragged for me because this movie is in my DNA, but (laughs) upon watching it later, um, I think um the death star scenes just kind of dragged just a little bit. Yeah. And some of the stuff on Tatooine.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I see it. Mm-hmm. But like I didn't personally notice it like until like now. So I'm just going to give it half a star for that. Sounds
1: solid. You? No. Oh, it's nope. zero. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah zero i don't want to explain (laughs) no it was zero um zero because again i like i found myself bored this is also a movie that i like wound up pausing because i like realized i needed to go and eat something (laughs) like truly like if i have to stop a movie because i need to get up and go and do something else otherwise i'll fall asleep there is a yeah i i mean fall asleep isn't necessarily the best wording there because like i wasn't really in danger of that but i was like felt my mind drifting in a bunch of different directions and i was like uh okay yeah
0: uh so three acting
1: I want y'all to take a fucking guess. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Hard the fuck pass. No, no,
0: no. So uh, again, I'm giving it half a star for a very specific reason. Hmm. Um, so not many actors can survive bad direction. And the fact that uh, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford were able to actually make something out of these roles with this script
1: is, for me, wonderful and amazing. I, <laughs> like <laughs> I would give them that over the course of the three, but for this one, no. Okay, sure. Like for this one, like they had. They were present, which is more than we could say for a lot of the others, but, like, also, they didn't, like, they, no. No. They, they like, they were here for it. Harrison, weirdly, Harrison Ford was the best of the three as far as I was concerned throughout this whole movie, which is not saying a whole hell of a lot. Like, really. Like, it's, that's, anyway. I I did not see it for the acting in this one. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a point 0.5 that, still. <laughs> that'll change over the rest of them. Yes. Like, I know that that one is going to change over the rest of them, but for this first one, nah. Hmm. Nah. Um, so, <laughs> writing. <laughs> Again, a wild guess, uh, y'all. No,
0: no. The, the, oh, God,
1: this script. Oh, my God. I, I, I love this Star Wars because it's Star written? Wars. <laughs> Exactly. This is poorly written. Oh, God. This is. I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said um, George Lucas is an ideal man. Yeah. And not a writer. It... That is so fucking real. Yep. <laughs> and it's, a, again, an important thing. It is really important to have idea men at the table because without them, you don't have like a good concept for a picture and then you wind up repeating shit unnecessarily. But then you pass that off to a person who's actually capable of writing a goddamn story and dialogue, <laughs> which he is not. <laughs> like, he just isn't. And, like, that's honestly just Palladia's strengths, dude, which yeah. is also clearly not directing. Yeah. Or writing. So. <laughs> <sighs> he took the hint for the
0: next two in the trilogy, but uh, not for the prequels. No, no, not for the prequels.
1: <laughs> no, I, every joke about the prequels has been earned, I think. Yeah. And, like, it, I, I also would like to point out before anybody like gets like hops into my DM, I don't know why I'm saying that like that would ever happen. Um, I would like to say just before anybody hears about this and like decides to come for me, yes, I have watched every single one of these already. <laughs> Like, before, I've watched, like, not just once when I was four, I rewatched it again because there have been numerous times in my life where I have, (sighs) shamefully enough, dated somebody who very specifically was a Star Wars nerd and I needed to brush up in order for that relationship to work. Now, that, first of all, shitty motivation, whatever. I was a, I was, I was young. (laughs) I was young. We do stupid things when we're young. Yep. However, that was like, like I've rewatched them since then. And like, it's just it. It is mind boggling how. How dumb I find the first one, <laughs> the second one, I'm like, ah oh, all right, that's fine. um All right. There's some good some good beats, some good moments. The third one, I'm like, OK, all right. In here throwing curveballs and shit. Okay, I see you. I see you. And then we hit the prequels, and I, I, th- I know the first time around when I watched the prequels, I actually wasn't that mad. <laughs> but again, because I was eleven, <laughs> like. Yeah, I was 11 when that movie came out, when the first of the prequels came out. So, of course, I wasn't mad. Like, I was 11. It, it seemed very much geared toward an 11-year-old. I do not remember the rest of the trilogy favorably. <laughs> I remember the merch items, though, coming out of that were fierce, and I liked them. Oh, God.
0: I, I am an avid collector of movie memorabilia, so, oh, my God, these Star Wars collectibles are fucking clutch.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, design in the in the trilogies was very it like design in each trilogy has been pretty good. Um I didn't have a lot to say for this one, but it was also the 70s and early eighties. So like yeah. yeah, whatever. But like in the ones closer to now, like the design in them is fucking astounding. Mm-hmm. And even the special effects are astounding by today's standards. So mm-hmm. I give it a lot, but I do think, I don't know, maybe it being a part of Disney was a problem.
0: Mm, I think for the later ones, being a part of Disney wasn't exactly the problem. It was the constant shifting of writers and trying to appease the fans by being almost exactly the same.
1: Like, trying to appease the fans and being shitty while doing so. Yeah. Like, any issue I had, like... First of all, heads, I had no issues with that first movie, and I was pumped for the rest of them At, when we when they re, sort of when they reignited the trilogy. Yeah, I was pumped for all the others after that first one. and then <laughs> the fans Ugh. ruined it. yeah, utterly uh-huh. by being douche nozzles and I just. I don't have it in me to like be whatever. I, I have derailed us. Um, <laughs> let us enter the, the stream here. So <laughs>
0: number five. Yeah.
1: Soundtrack. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh my
0: God. Fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like <laughs> that is like
0: half the reason I want to run a Star Wars RPG campaign. So I can like very much use the Star Wars soundtrack in a Star Wars setting. Oh Lord. Because, like, oh, my
1: God. Oh, my God. Oh, you may need to count me out for that game. (laughs) Oh, oh boy. You may need to have me just on the side. I will be cooking in the kitchen, just bringing people snacks. (laughs) I will make Death Star-shaped cookies. Oh, my God. I actually would totally do that. So, like, actually, fully, if that campaign happens, I will just be cooking. (laughs) <laughs> I'll be cooking and pop it and be like, does anybody need anything? Oh my god. No? Okay. <laughs> oh god. You'll you'll run
0: our uh you'll 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 run our cantina. You'll Perfect. you'll make you'll make yes. drinks. You'll you'll make food.
1: <laughs> that is truly just my <laughs> plates in the apocalypse. Um <laughs> My place at the apocalypse is running the cantina because a bitch always will have food ready. Um, actually, <laughs> truly, that part of the soundtrack was fucking incredible, and I sort of wanted that to just be playing forever. <laughs> anyway, that on its own earned it a earned it a solid one from like earned a solid like point there for me. Yeah. Almost a point, like a half a point extra for that one, a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, like, I can't justify that right now. So, yeah. (laughs) We can't, like, accidentally have
0: an 11 star movie down the line
1: if we do that. I know. (laughs) I know. Otherwise, it would have been Eve's Bayou. (laughs) 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 Listeners, we're recording that. We're recording this on Juneteenth. And I apologize to everybody that I did not release Eve's Bayou on Juneteenth. I apologize. I forgot because that's another weird point about Juneteenth that we could get to after we finish this part. But like it it's not a thing that I think is a cell like I understand why it's celebrated. It's just sort of like a a weird thing that currently in this very moment there are a bunch of like people celebrating it, but like This is definitely not a day that I think white people should celebrate, because it basically is a celebration of, oh, right, um, so you are actually free now for the last two... And you technically have been free for the last two years. Yep. Which is fucked and royally fucked. And, like, I just... That's why, like, anybody, any white person who has said Happy Juneteenth to me in the last, like, few weeks, I've been like, wait, no, no, honey... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Honey, no, this was like not a. Uh, anyway, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm probably gonna cut that, but it's okay. Oh my God. Now, <laughs> what? So we're on to directing. What? directing yeah that's a that's a no for me chief um i don't think we even need to discuss that one really um, but we've already acknowledged and got over why he was shitty yes <laughs> like, and, and what he did that was shitty yeah and
0: i i touched upon why i'm giving this half a star uh because mm-hmm. george lucas was responsible for a lot of the advancements in filmmaking techniques just from this mm-hmm. movie and yes like a, a lot of the director's job is to work with the actors um but, like, I, I personally feel that that role of the rest of it can't be ignored for me personally.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I I don't know. I still can't give it to him because, like, I can't give it to him because, honestly, working with the actors, in, especially in something like this, is such a key thing. Because mm-hmm. all of them are coming to it with a different idea of what the fuck is happening because this thing is brand the fuck new. Mm-hmm. So if you aren't actually on top of it with them, you are doing yourself and your entire project it deserves. It could be as pretty as anything else the fuck out there. But if you aren't doing the necessary work with your actors so mm-hmm. that they understand what they're in and what they're supposed to be doing, then it just... like then it, it makes the whole thing fall apart, like in a very fast way. Like one of the things I, well, shit, I have no idea if this is going to be announced by the time that I, by the time this releases, whatever. I was cast in something and I've been um, doing a, doing a fair bit of acting in it and we've recorded a bunch of episodes for it and it should start airing relatively soon. One of the things I enjoy about working on that project is the fact that we record like we sort of record each and every like set not set that feels weird to say but we record it live like it's a rec- it's a live thing that we are recording together mm-hmm. um and like we are individually recording ourselves but we do that because the director is there and able to like help us out and figure out what we specifically need. Yeah. And when I tell you that that has been the most fucking crucial thing for me, understanding the character that I'm playing, mm-hmm. which is also weird because the character is literally like the parts of myself that are like, um I would say uh, lawful good, like the <laughs> lawful good parts of myself or maybe like lawful neutral. Um, parts of myself like that's that's this character so like on like dialed up to a hundred so like I really like it's not that hard for me to get into their mindset but like simultaneously the director being there to like sort of tell us like what take that uh what take she wants and what like what we need to retake and if our recording is sounding really fucking wonky and needs (laughs) to be redone like she will tell us that in the moment like and it's just a a crucial thing and that's for a thing that has no visuals in it and when you have such strong actors that we know to be very strong actors and they're this bad (laughs) it's like that's that's like that's a thing that I just get so upset by (laughs) like when you have very good actors and you know they're very fucking good because of all of the shit they have gone on to do since then this is I can't accept this like (laughs) like if I were if I were a teacher I would literally hand it back to the student and be like I cannot accept this you need to go sit at your table and rework this yeah (laughs) Like, and that's, that's really a bizarre thing for me to do. I'm not a school teacher, but that is very much how I feel about (laughs) it.
0: Yeah, there's definitely uh, not dismissing uh, the (laughs) uh, point of a very fucking good director, (laughs) because I'm right there with you. Like the difference on a project between a good director and a director that doesn't do anything is so monumental.
1: Mm-hmm. And I also will fully acknowledge that I am not a good director. Like, <laughs> what? like, let me just say, I'm not the best director when it came to when it came to directing Red Wing. I, I didn't know what I was doing much in this same capacity. The thing that sort of saved it is the fact that I am a good writer. Um, <laughs> that is sort of the thing that allowed it to be able to work um, and also me having a deep love of explaining what each character like what they were doing like and sort of explaining and there being hidden meanings behind each thing that they were doing Mm -hmm. and me loving to just spill that tea (laughs) which is why like all of the takes that i had to edit for like every single one of us were like so fucking long (laughs) anyway but that's fine um And, like, I only directed the core group. I didn't direct anyone else, really. I sort of just trusted them, (laughs) and it worked out well in that regard. So, but, like, still, it's, like, had I, it would have been better had I been a good director, but also, like, I don't know. It was also my first run at it, which, if I recall correctly, this wasn't his first run at movie making, was
0: it? It was his second?
1: Oh. Hmm
0: because he did american graffiti before then.
1: That is also on this list, isn't it? I don't think it is. Isn't? Oh, I could have sworn it was. I don't want to pull it up mainly because it, I don't want my computer to do anything wild, but Oh, yeah. And <laughs> uh, not that it will, but like I just I don't want to tempt fate. Um <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, like I don't know. It just directing is important, and it's important to put good energy into it, like mm-hmm. to be able to make it work. Like mm-hmm. Birds of Prey wouldn't have gone off as well as it did for me specifically, um, were it not for the director being, well, first of all, just being a bad bitch, but like <laughs> generally speaking, just like even though that was, oh, actually, also great comparison to like, yeah, um. That was also basically her first like American movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and like, what? Like, like, what? Like, and yeah. it was fucking incredible. And it shows in just how the act, how comfortable the actors were with each other, like how, how well they behaved with each other, even in those scenes where like people, like the scenes that make us cringe and that were still like fucking incredible and well yeah. done. And I think that that's a, That that speaks to, well, one, the director actually giving a shit, but also, like, specifically the director, like, wanting to make sure that their point, like, came across. And also, I think, might also have something to do with the fact that, like, women directing women is usually better than uh, men directing women and occasionally men directing men. Uh, So there we are. Anyway yes number
0: seven cinematography
1: huh uh f- this one's a little bit difficult for me
0: yeah um for me uh i think it really uh plays into uh my rating of this because i'm giving it a star um uh-huh. the way they handle miniatures which yeah spoiler yeah everything Like the ships, the vehicles were miniatures.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's actually, I think, I think I will give it a point mainly because this also does include set design. And I think this is effectively just where we're going to place set design as far as like a general. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I think just as far as the list is concerned, this is where set design comes in. Sure. Would this also be where costuming would fall then, similarly? Sure. Kind this of, could be like the, really be.
0: This could be the overall artistic visual part.
1: Yeah. Okay. Then I will give it one for this because I do think that those things all like came together in a really neat way, mm-hmm. um, and because I don't think most of those were edited like mm-hmm. in the newer edition um, with CGI to like sort of change them around at all. Yeah. Not much. Which means I like yeah. Which means then that it gets a lot more from me because it like really was done very well.
0: Yeah, uh, we don't get to really strange CG modifications for the re-releases until we get to like Return of the Jedi. Oh dear. Um, I'm not gonna spoil what it is because I want your reaction to be genuine. But it has to the, do with the, the Ewoks. Thing...
1: Well, yeah. The thing is, <laughs> honestly, I'm probably like the thing is I. The version that I originally watched um, was probably was bootleg. Probably I don't remember. It's fine. Like VHSs back in the nineties were a were a fun thing anyway. um, But like I don't really have a good recollection on like anything from the previous ones as far as, like, effects go. Because, again, I was a child and didn't really give that much of a shit about effects. With the exception of corpses, which actually might be one reason that I might have to switch this to half a star, because corpses. <laughs> <laughs> actually, oh, no, I do have to, get, I do have to <gasps> oh, make it a half oh, point no. for that. Like, because it traumatized me as a fucking child. And I don't think it was necessary.
0: Oh, my God. Well... <laughs>
1: Like you can show that the house is on fire and that they were inside without needing to show burning corpses on the front lawn. I mean, you were
0: uh, four. What 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 was the, what is the expectation? Like PG in the 70s if I were, was the equivalent of a PG-13.
1: Well, if I were 11 or 12, I still would have had this problem and like that's like I know I still would have had this problem and like it's just it 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 felt a little bit Like, that part felt like it was too much. Like, just overwhelmingly too much. Okay. As far as, like, a shot is concerned, you can get the same thing across without actually having to show a body. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it didn't need to, it didn't need to go down like that. (laughs) Maybe I'll give it a .75, because that does feel a little petty. Okay, .75. I'll give it .75 for that.
0: .75?
1: Yes. Because i have like, whatever, it's fine. I've yeah. made my point.
0: Okay. Uh, so, uh, immersion. <laughs> I'm
1: cackling. <laughs> like, slowly cackling. Okay, I'll be fair, and just to wrap, like, this, like, weird partial number up, I'll give that a 0. .25. <laughs> because... And I think that point two five will go to like specific scenes, um, okay. and the specific scene, like the um, the cantina sequence. Yeah, um, like that was where I was sort of definitely like engaged, mm-hmm. but the rest of it, like, nah, <laughs> I was very um, bored.
0: I mean, like, like I said, these movies are in my fucking blood, so. I have no problem staying
1: engaged oh yeah you were immersed for sure oh yes uh rewatchability nah bitch I'm not rewatching this um, I know for I a know fact I know you're gonna give it one I'm just yeah, saying I'm I know for a fact it. I'm
0: gonna rewatch this I'm gonna re- I'm gonna binge every single Star Wars movie at
1: one some point or another so that's fair that's fair you do you I'm never watching this again <laughs> I've I also feel genuinely like I got all I needed from the first watch. Like it it really doesn't again warrant a rewatch for me. And also because it's a story trope that we've used since like the fucking odyssey, I don't really think I need to rewatch it cuz I know the story beats because of that. It's just like a similar thing in a different location, which also I do think a little bit going back to writing that it is actually then even more interesting that the writing wasn't that good (laughs) because it followed the It followed the hero's journey very, very well, which would naturally mean that you already had a framework. And I just, (laughs) how do you fuck up when you've been given the framework? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway.
0: Yes. Uh, <sighs> and that brings us to overall enjoyability.
1: Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> fuck. I mean, uh, I like want to be nice and give it half. <laughs> but then I also feel like I'm being disingenuous. <sighs> like that's just like i don't uh, i i i was bored and i function like i i was bored the acting was bad and i just like i wasn't here for it and i it i uh i yeah no no I can't give it one. I wasn't having a good time. <laughs>
0: All right, that's fine. You do you. Have oh your my god, payments. do you remember
1: that millennial meme that <laughs> that was like, <laughs> why is being why is being alive so expensive? I'm not even having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, fuck. Oh me, I feel seen. I'll send it to the group chat later. Yeah, that's the game. I've seen it. <laughs> Yeah, I fucking... Li- that made me... I felt that on a core level. Um, but yeah. Well, I'm giving it a star
0: because of course I am. Well,
1: well of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh no, I knew this was happening. That made sense. You had a great time. And I'm glad you had a good time. I just... I simply did not. Um, I gave it a three. <gasps> <laughs> As a three for me. Oh, my God. What I, else have you given similar to that rating? Oh, no. It's been, like, you know the wild thing? What? It's been, like, like it's very weird, the movies that I rate that have been, like, not great. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's not even, like, I'm necessary. like, I don't know. One could feasibly, and I can see why somebody might do this look at this and say i'm like favoring a lot of things like in a maybe unfair way like for example things that i rated super highly in one movie that i that i didn't necessarily rate in another and there wasn't necessarily a good like solid reasoning for it um except i i really truly don't because these ratings sort of come up in the moment as i am talking about the actual movie okay rather than me like go ahead and think about this while I'm watching the actual thing. I think about it a few days later. Sure. Like, so I've had time to sit with it. I've had time to like, really think about how I feel about these. And I've also been able to like with a Fred point out whether or not, like I see that how, how, if there were problems. I also might get disowned for this. This is just fine. Um, What? (laughs) Whatever. Hold up. No, I'm kidding. My uncle. um, My uncle very much loves these movies. I'm going to just tell him to skip this episode. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) I'll tell him to skip this one. I'm sure this will pick up in the next two when, like, again, those notes were taken and things got a little bit better because, again, like, it... It's just, like, this one didn't do any of the things that it really needed to do to make it, like, extra good. And it's, or not even extra good, I guess. Sort of the baseline level of, like, things that I enjoy. Sure. Which actually isn't a hard line to meet. (laughs) Like, that's actually really a low bar. (laughs) That's a highly low bar. Um, Like... God, I'm trying to think of something else I rewatch. Well, this also, actually, you know what? I think another good example of this here is, um, were you to ask me what I rated Artemis Fowl from a few days ago, following the same ratings as him, it's actually probably closer to a three. Okay maybe a 4 because i would probably give it enjoyability because i i told y'all that i enjoyed it like in the group chat so <laughs> yeah. and that wasn't inaccurate but like it wasn't like it wasn't good and it also a little bit spoiled how i felt about like that property being used by someone else yeah i heard
0: bad things from the from the book fans about artemis fowl Oh, it was
1: fully bullshit. It was a bad movie.
0: I want to read the books now, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, please do. Please do. The books are very good and very funny. I just, I don't, like, the movie was, that movie was dog shit. (laughs) And not because of the kid actors either. I feel like that's important to state. The kid actors were fucking incredible. The actors actually, just generally speaking, were good. Everything they were given was shit. Like, and Uh that's just, it's really, and it's so wild to me that they fucked it up that bad. And they cut full characters out that they really shouldn't have. It's just, it's wild. And I think... This is like one of those moments where like an adaptation this adaptation could have been incredible. Could have been so much better than it was <laughs> and it and it failed in a way that was honestly kind of spectacular because they had like eight books to work from. Alright. And and they fucked it up that bad. Oh hold up,
0: there were eight?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Oh shit. I thought there were like four. <laughs>
1: No, no, no. It is a long series. <laughs> That's why I, when you said that, I was like, I, "Um, all right. I would say actually mainly you could mm, read the first three. Because oh, okay. it doesn't it didn't get into anything past like the first three. Which actually is part of the problem with the movie. Like it maybe should have, um, but also probably shouldn't have it. It did. Whatever. It's fine. It doesn't matter. The point is I may have given this one this, but I know that it's going to get better with the later ones because I just know that's going to be the case. Or maybe I'm just being super hopeful, (laughs) but I know that there are story elements that I like in the other ones. Yeah. Whereas this one, there were just like, even if it hit the beats that I did like, it wasn't, I don't know. It didn't like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see we'll see next week, won't we? Yes, indeed. Yes. Yes. All right. What, what, what did your final number come to? Uh, 7.5. Nice. Okay. (laughs) So that will make the, I don't know. People don't come for me. I don't have the energy. (laughs) Um, Nobody, do not tweet me. I do not need it. <laughs> It'll be me. I, I will tweet you. Uh, listen. <laughs> listen. Look, um, I know we just
0: finished a podcast about it, but like, how can you not like Star Wars?
1: <laughs> like, Star Wars fans, do not at me. I promise you if you at me we will have words and it will be bad. Um, (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to flame y'all like that. I just don't want to do it. Now here's the thing. (laughs) I am so pleased for y'all that you have something that you love and I am not trying to be mean about it. And I do (laughs) by and large, like its place in society. I just, this one, I really didn't enjoy it. There's a lot. It could have been a lot better it's almost one that I think might warrant like, like it's one that I almost wish that in like, like 1987 that they were like, you know what? We didn't put all our effort in on that first one. Let's redo that a little mm-hmm. bit. Like when they like really were feeling the rest of the franchise. Right. Cause like it, it was just, I don't know. Like every, like everybody, like there are so many people that were like, like, yeah. This is going to be a flop. So I'm just going to head off to Hawaii with Steven Spielberg. Like literally the director chose to do that. Yeah, and that's where they meaning came up with knew. And,
0: <laughs> that meaning <laughs> and they also they they came up with Indiana Jones during that trip.
1: Weird choice, but all right. And like that movie is not one that ages well with me. I oh, know that, but no. anyway. Like Nope. Oh uh, like, god no. And
0: Steven Spielberg was like the only one who thought Star Wars was going to be a hit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, Steven Spielberg's right, he's fucking right.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I like the things that have spawned from this. It's just weird that like this movie that it's weird that it all spawned from this first one. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. a weird thing to me. Yeah. it's a weird thing that the rest of everything came from this like i'm like what the fuck is this (laughs) yeah oh god (laughs) like looking at a weird egg after a bunch of things hatched out of it like what the fuck is this weird ass piece of shit egg (laughs) anyway um so lovely dear people um thanks for listening Um. We love y'all. You know, we got social media and shit. Uh, film Buffs pod on most things. If not, want to be film buffs. Uh, if you search want to be film buffs on most places, you will find us if we are actually on that platform. We are on Spotify. If you feel like listening to us on Spotify, we are. If you would like to support the show. um, we have a tip jar that we sort of release with every single one of the episodes. So there is that. Um, Definitely uh, check in there. Um, There will be additional content that like becomes available via like people actually contributing to the tip jar. So check that out. I mean, it's not available yet, but I'm sort of saying like eventually it will probably be. Um, But also if you'd like to contribute to our show ongoing, you can do that. Um, we would love that very much. In fact, Um, if you would, if you are a little bit financially strapped for cash, but would like to contribute via listening, might I recommend hopping over to Radio Public. Um, Radio Public is a platform that sort of pays people for, like, pays, um, like, podcasters for people listening to them. So, you know, go listen over there. That's a general good idea and would be helpful. So, yeah. Uh, Check back in with us on Monday when we will be talking about another movie in space, but one that I enjoyed a little bit more. (laughs) A lot more, actually. (laughs) Anyway. Be well. Do as much good work as you possibly can, you lovely, lovely motherfuckers. And stay safe out there turn up to some cantina band yes I was gonna (laughs) say like I don't know the name of that song but turn up to that specific song in the cantina it's legit called cantina band oh turn up to the cantina band sure (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh